everyone. Randy Zuckerberg here on the microphone. You're listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg, where we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, and Web3. I'm really excited for today's show because, first of all, travel is absolutely at the biggest intersection of everything going on with Web3 right now. And it's incredibly exciting to see some of the world's biggest brands getting into Web3 and, and really coming up with a thoughtful strategy around Metaverse and, and Web3 in general. So I'm delighted to be joined today in the Crypto Cafe by Nicolette Harper, Vice President of Global Marketing and Media for Marriott, as well as Chris Norton, Senior Vice President of Marketing Channels and Optimization at Marriott. Nicolette, Chris, it's wonderful to be here in the Crypto Cafe with both of you. Great to be here with you, Randy. Yeah, thank you for having us. Now, I wish we were in a real cafe at some incredible Marriott location somewhere in the world together, but we are in a bit of an audio metaverse cafe. So uh, set the, the stage. If we were somewhere in the world together, Chris, what would you be drinking? What, where, where in the world would we be at this cafe? Okay, well, it's... It's an odd choice, but it'd probably be a venti decaf because I don't do caffeine, believe it or not. Cafe mocha soy with no whip. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. I like it. It's a little complicated, but like just <laughs> just uncomplicated enough to be memorable. Nicolette, what about you? Um, I like to keep it a little bit simpler. Uh, so definitely cold brew and I take it black. Love it. I that is the you're speaking to the New Yorker in me with the black coffee. I, I think I'm on my fifth of the day. Don't judge. I have three young kids. Um, now, I am delighted to be here chatting about Web3 with both of you. As I opened with, I think travel is such a tremendous category in this space, and it's really exciting to see brands like Marriott thinking about this in a thoughtful way. But before we get into all of this, I'd love to hear a little bit about both of you and uh, how you got to this place right now where you're thinking about Web3 and travel. So, Nicolette, maybe we can start with you. Oh, yeah. So... Look, I've been in the middle of marketing and technology for over 20 years, whether it was Verizon, you know, to Microsoft, to Pinterest, to here. And uh, usually companies would bring me in when they have this pivotal change that they wanted to do, something transformational, and they needed somebody to come in and drive that change and activate that change. And so I've always kind of been in that, you know, happy medium between digital and tech and marketing and business. And so, look, if it's if it's a new technology that's going to drive some better experience, uh, growth to the business, I'm I'm all over it. And whether that's you know creating click to call and and digital transformation at Verizon to uh, building the playbook from Microsoft on consumer digital transformation to just really bringing all that knowledge over here to Marriott because who doesn't who doesn't like to travel. And uh, getting to marry your your expertise with your passion is is something quite nice. I love it, Chris. What about you? What what is your background that has brought you to this moment? Well, um, I won't give you the whole bio, but I, I will throw in a prop that I did go to film school at NYU and then promptly have done nothing with that for the last twenty five years of my career. Although I'm wicked at movie trivia, but um, I've worked with at and for companies that Marriott's acquired or worked with for the last 18 years, actually. Um, I was at Starwood Hotels for 13 years up until Marriott bought them. I then flipped over to the agency side, 
worked with Publicis for five years, where Marriott was my client and helping drive a lot of transform, uh, trans, transformational change um, in how um, you know you can personalize experiences with with customers at scale through data and technology. And I came back to Marriott about a year and a half ago to lead our marketing channels team and our performance marketing engine. And, and that's really where Nicolette and I team up to sort of not only create amazing experiences for our customers as they contemplate travel, as they get inspired for travel and when they actually book travel, um, but also how we think about applying some of the new technologies we're here to talk about today. I love it. So I, if I ever find myself on a game show of any kind or pub trivia, Chris, I'm calling on you to join my team. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> For sure. So Chris, maybe you can give us a little bit of the lay of the land of what the past few years have been like for Marriott. Uh, obviously, we had the pandemic, which was crazy on one hand. Now we have this wild travel boon. I mean, I've never seen people traveling the way that they are right now. So uh, just give us a lay of the land about what it's like right now. Yeah, the, the, the boom that you're experiencing right now, no doubt if you've been in an airport recently or, or certainly even at, looked at trying to get a hotel room in, in hot destinations like New York and, 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 and resorts, it's, it's, it's really amazing where we've come from given where we were just, just a couple of years ago. COVID really marked the most existential crisis Marriott's ever experienced in 95 years as a company. And it led to having to rethink everything about what we did. And one of the most fundamental changes that happened, and, and really it speaks to this travel boom, which is really a leisure travel boom we're in right now, is that leisure came back first. And traditionally Marriott has more, uh, you know, had a more predominant business traveler profile than leisure, even though we've had, a, you know, we have tons of great resorts all over the world and some of the best hotels in, in, in the most famous cities. Business really led the way, and leisure is really what started to come back. People were pent up, they had saved a lot of money, and they were ready to, to hit the ground running. And that really required a, a, a pivot from the, from the inspirational aspect of how we go to market with our marketing to um, the digital experience, how we speak to customers, how we target customers. And that really required us to develop all kinds of new muscle memory and, and new tactics and new partnerships, even with outside companies, to help us identify who those customers were that were ready to travel and, and where they wanted to go. And, and one of the interesting things is now, as, as we're looking at the recovery that, that we're in now with this, this travel boom, as you reference, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really now about, you know, how do we take what we've learned here about the leisure traveler um, and create higher levels of personalization? Because let's face it, a business traveler certainly has preferences. Um, but they're a little more, you know, uh, direct in sort of booking and, and they're not necessarily as consumed with, you know, the amenities of a hotel or what surrounds them in the city they're visiting where the leisure traveler, that's what it's all about. So we've really had to understand how to understand those interests at a personalized level and do that at scale with our with our millions of members and guests that we see every year. And that's really been the main pivot that we've been we've been focused on recently. Absolutely. I know for myself, I mean, I, I did almost no business travel for two years and then I've basically constantly been on the road since August has been just like every conference is coming back. Every business meeting is coming back. So it's really it's exciting to see that. Um, Nicolette, I'd love to hear a little bit about what inspired the brand to start thinking about Web3. And uh, was it a heavy lift internally? Did you have convincing to do? What, what was that process like? <laughs> That's a really great question. So um, early in the pandemic, and I think Chris on, hit on it, where 
you know, we really had to rethink everything. And so, of course, we went back to the drawing board and a lot of that started with research, uh, just trying to understand like, where are people spending their time? Where are they consuming content? Where are they consuming media? And it turns out that gaming and metaverse was kind of off the charts. And it wasn't just here in the US, it was really a, a global um, deal. And so once we understood that, we needed to understand, like, how do we test our way into it? Because travel has never really been in that space before. So we we built a bit of a, a crawl, walk, run strategy um, first to understand kind of what we should do. We talked to like every major game designer, developer company out there just to understand like how we might even enter into this space and uh, secretly did a lot of that um, under the covers before sharing that more broadly internally, just so we had some data uh, before we came back with a strategy and and started selling that internally because it was something new and it would have been a bigger hurdle had I not had some of the data. But we we knew we had to be here and um, we needed to understand how a brand like Marriott could play and integrate ourselves into this space, but in a really authentic way, because this is a totally different type of of customer, um, both current and future. And so we need to, to um, you know, really just get in there and, and start to, to learn. Absolutely. Nicolette, I'm curious if you've personally had kind of an aha moment or, or something that got you interested and excited about Web3, or have you been getting into it as you've been on this discovery journey? Um, it's it's funny you say that. I'm actually a secret nerd yes, gamer. Love it. Love, <laughs> love it. So I've actually been in the metaverse, although it wasn't really called it that back then since 98, um, back in the early days of like Ultima Online and, and then eventually like World of Warcraft and some of those early days, it just wasn't called that. I mean, because really metaverse is, you know, it, it's taking the social component where people are getting together. You're experiencing and, and doing some kind of activity together, a hobby and interest, you know, finding your tribe, if you will. And then it's got some kind of commerce component to it. And and really, you know, the early days of that ticked all those boxes. Obviously, the the graphics and and some of the, you know, experiences have, you know, evolved over time, but really the essences remain true. For sure. You know, I'd already written in my notes that you were like the superhero Avengers that gets called in to, to a brand. And now with like the gaming, now I doubly think that. Chris, what about you? You're the, the artist in the room. You're the the movie, the, you know, our, our filmmaker. And um, what is it that excites you about Web3? Well, I, I think it's just the sort of immersive potential of it. And I think most of us, you know, when we plan travel, it's a bit of an arduous experience. It's it's not only sort of a big decision to figure out where should we go, where should we stay, how should we get there, what should we bring. And I think that, you know, web3 offers, you know, this immersive level of of, you know, using augmented reality, virtual reality to uh, help people get inspired, you know, from from the point that they're starting to think about travel. And and to down to them virtually experiencing what they might might have, and then you know I think as we think about the future, it's also about how those things come together. Um, funny story about Nicolette, uh, just to put what she said in perspective, she just bought a home in the D.C. area, and uh, one of the characteristics is that it was wired up for this immense uh, ability to have gaming potential. So like Amazing. the gentleman she bought it from was a big gamer. So uh, you know for me. Uh, not so much on the gaming side, but, but, but truly on the music side for me and movies, these are my two great passions. And, 
Um, already the metaverse holds such promise on new ways to interact with, with, with those artists. I'm super excited that this next Saturday, a week from Saturday, Duran Duran, one of my favorite bands, goes into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm kind of bummed I'm not going to be there in person. But when I think about the role of the metaverse could play in these experiences, it, you know, it, you know, I could be there and I, I could experience it more directly and, and immersively with them as a fan than I can, you know, right now. And I think that's really what excites me. And it applies to travel. It applies to so many of the, the, the pursuits and interests and hobbies that we all have. And, and I really think that we're going to find that to be super pervasive in just a few years. Absolutely. And there's no no traffic and no bad seats in the metaverse. So we we love that. I want to welcome everyone to the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm chatting with Nicolette Harper and Chris Norton, both from Marriott, about Marriott's venture into Web3. Chris, I'd love, just going on what you just said, I'd love your thoughts on what the metaverse could look like for the hospitality industry. I love the concert analogy you just gave, but uh, what could the future of travel look like in the metaverse? Yeah, I I think, you know, as I think about it, there's like two phases, right? There's there's really one that I think is in, in the near future where um, you know, we often as marketers talk about the marketing funnel, right? Which, you know, starts with inspire and then browse, shop and buy. And, and then of course, experience, right? That's actually take your travel. Um, but in the near term, you know, I think that inspire phase is, is not a super compelling experience today. It's, it's hard for people to get a feel for our physical properties, the service component in those properties, the amenities of those properties and the sort of native um, features of, of, you know, all the, the 130 countries where we have properties are. And I think in the not too distant future, we're going to see ourselves and other companies like ours really start to harness the metaverse to help them in that phase, the top of that funnel. Um, and as we, as we progress along that, I think, you know, it's going to, it's going to help them sort of understand, you know, in a very interactive, immersive, um, visual way, what, what, what it's about. And, and I think that will really start to streamline uh, decision-making and, and, and choices that people make about travel. You know, I think the promise for where that goes eventually is the, the merging of the virtual and physical worlds. And um, when we think about vacations, leisure travel, um, and the types of activities that people do and how they want to experience it, you know, amusement parks are obviously a place where, where people are well-conditioned to sort of planning big leisure trips. And we all know that there's, there's a, there's a, you know, an augmented reality, virtual reality element that's been, that's been embedded in a lot of those experiences. And I see that extending out into the world, into the property experience. You know, if you think about some of our addition properties or our W properties and um, the amazing venues for food, for music, um, to interact and be seen, to sort of look out across, you know, a panorama of a cityscape. I was just at um, our brand new Ritz Carlton and Nomad in Manhattan this week, and there's a lovely rooftop bar. And we had some folks that were from out of town that hadn't really experienced the New York skyline from up there. And I, I, it struck me that, you know, as I was sort of playing tour guide, that that's the Freedom Tower and that's the Empire State Building. And, and that's another really cool roof bar down there that's got a party going on right now that how that could be, you know, enhanced with augmented reality in the future. And, and that can really be bled into, into sort of the entire travel experience. Absolutely. Nicolette, I'd love some of your thoughts also on, on anything else you think the future of travel could look like. And I want to hear about what you're up to at Art Basel. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the future is actually really, really exciting. And um, I think Chris had hit on it a little bit around the digital and kind of physical world. And I think what we'll start to see is those worlds starting the lines between them to blur a little bit. And so where you don't see where one ends and another begins and, you know, like new customers and and younger demographic, they don't even experience it differently to them. It's just another place that they go to experience life, brands, activities, et cetera. And, you know, we want to be a part of that. And so that could be on so many different levels where that would play out in experiences and personalization and loyalty and, and so many different avenues. And, and kind of going back to your question around Art Basel, you know, we wanted to be a part of culture and be really relevant to this particular audience. And we knew that NFTs in, in 21 were still pretty early. And so we wanted to be one of the first hospitality brands do create these NFTs. And so, you know, but we didn't want to just kind of put it out there. It needed to be part of who we are and what we stand for. So we create them as our part of our Marriott Bonvoy power of travel campaign. And it was really meant for these artists to show us their interpretation or their own unique experiences and what the power of travel really means to them and how it's changed them. And, you know, so they created these awesome pieces. Uh, three lucky winners got to win them. We attached like 200,000 Marriott Bonvoy points to them to really, you know, establish the value prop um, amongst the, you know, the cool nature of the artist. And um, it was really impactful and powerful for us. We learned a ton along the way doing NFTs in the early phase and, and kind of help us, you know, move into the future with those. I think it's exciting. And I love how both of you were talking about the arts and creative as a great first step into Web3, because uh, I think that that's it's truly something that anyone can resonate with. Not everyone can resonate with the crypto and, and some of this terminology, but everyone understands what it's like to support artists and musicians. So I think that's that's really exciting and really positive. While I have you, Nicolette, can you I, we need to go back to this house thing. What makes a house good for gaming? I know that's totally unrelated to what we're talking about with Marriott, <laughs> but I cannot get that question out of my mind. So I, I guess the the gentleman that had this house before I bought it um, had basically built his entire server system and placement and, and cables all the way through the house so that you would have the best Wi-Fi. It's got fiber optics to the house. So basically the fastest internet internet that money can buy so that you can play your game smoothly. And it was a pretty robust setup. He sent me a picture and this guy had like six monitors and like two power stations and an entire server, like fueling his gaming. I don't know that I'm, I'm quite that extravagant with it, but um, I knew that if it could handle what he was doing, then it would be just fine for my needs. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Cause I was like, wait, what, uh, like if I want my kids to be into esports, I, I need to start thinking about our house now. Anyway, that was neither here nor there. It's very <laughs> exciting though. Um, uh, Chris, I'm curious, VR and AR, I think a lot of people think that you have to be doing virtual reality to have a play in the metaverse. Uh, do you think that the future of the metaverse is VR? Do you think it's kind of a hybrid? Will people be engaging on their phones? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's likely to be both. And, um, it, you know, it, it also depends on what you're doing when. I think 
certainly if I had a house like Nicolette's and the gaming station that she's building, um, you know, VR plays a, a, a bigger role in sort of how you would want to experience the world. But I think, you know, to when we think about how it immerses uh, and meshes, I should say, into into the the physical hotel space, et cetera. I mean, that's that's really screams out for augmented reality. And you know, I was struck. I was recently speaking on um, sort of age friendly marketing at an, at a, at another conference, and was was really startled to learn about the stats that boomers and those uh, over fifty, who you know, my generation, Gen X. Um, um, you know, spend time on 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 gaming platforms, um, and it's like forty five percent of those over sixty five actually spend ten hours a week um, on gaming platforms. And of course, a lot of that is mobile platforms. But there's an incredible opportunity um, for people of all ages to to I think embed augmented reality um, into how they interact with games and the world, of course, together and. You know whether it was the you know early iterations of things like Pokemon Go, but like you can imagine that sort of dynamic uh, coming to play and how you might experience a new new town, right? Um, a new place you've never been, and and instead of you know seeking out virtual uh, augmented Pokemon, it's about you know experiencing that that amazing piece of architecture and, and seeking it out and. and 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 having a bit of a tour guide, but in, in a completely new way, right? And and and, and, and that's, that's what I think, like, there's going to be both. And I think it depends on the situation. I think both have their role. Um, but I think, you know, from a travel perspective, I, I, I see that augmented reality. I see so many possibilities for that. Yeah. And I, I think Chris is right on that. You have to meet people where they are. Not everybody has a VR headset, for example. And so I think AR is going to be a bit more pervasive for a while. And, and we certainly have used AR in like a ton of different ways. We've done you know, activations with Pepsi at the Super Bowl, or we did an entire snap takeover and you could like take a picture with your augmented reality and foam finger and be in the stands to, uh, we did a, last year we did an NCAA uh, takeover. We could turn your head into a basketball and then it turned into this like mini game that you could play with. And it was kind of fun and, and ended up being actually really successful. And then we've done um, full-on AR experiences where you, I mean, because the first thing you do when you walk into a hotel room is you walk over to the window and you open the curtains and you look at the view. And so we wanted to recreate that in your in your office, in your bedroom, in your living room. And so we picked hotels around the world where you could swipe up within those curtains and and see real hotel views from like around the world. And, and even most recent in APAC, we did this really cool um, experience where and we called it um, Moxiverse kind of play uh, beyond. And this activation was, you know, you'd go in and you would pick your personal avatar and put all the skins on it. And you would scan actual AR, kind of think of it like QR codes that was in the hotel uh, throughout different places, whether it's the lobby or the bar or, or your room. And you got these like really cool AR experiences, think free guy on steroids and and this kind of animated um, different items would pop up and welcome you or give you a complimentary free drink at the bar. And you could like save this and share this with experiences. And you mentioned uh, esports earlier, and this was all really tied to one sports. And so some of the esport tournaments that happen over there. And so it was a way to kind of bring this full uh, full circle and kind of bring it on property. 
it's really exciting. And uh, you can really start to see these exciting glimpses of a world where travel does become more accessible and joyful in, in so many ways. Um, I am so sad that we're nearing the end of our time together. Maybe uh, before we wrap, I'd love to hear from each of you. Um, any anything that's really exciting you right now in Web three, either something that's that's happening inside Marriott or something that you're seeing from another company or another community that's just getting you excited. So, Nicolette, maybe you can kick us off. Yeah. So, look, you know, from from currency to the way that we're going to interact, experiences is going to be pretty tremendous. I mean, everything from we're building out full on digital twins of some of our larger conference hotels to where you could actually go visit it virtually before you actually show up and and plan your whole business meeting or event to um, thinking about building something for our employees internally and, and how do we help people onboard in this kind of virtual hybrid world to um, even next year when we launch our new campaign, you know, kind of going into um, some of the metaverse semi-present experiences and letting you really understand who Marriott is and these brands and and what we stand for and, and have a little fun with it. So I think the future is bright, uh, very, very excited. And I think we're just scratching the surface. And Nicolette, where can people go to connect with you, um, either your Marriott identity or your secret gamer identity? Oh, I'm not going to share that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But where where can people, are you on social media or is there anywhere that people can connect? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm probably on there like way more than I need to be and, and definitely on Pinterest or, or Instagram. Um, but in game, probably World of Warcraft will always have a special place in my heart. So I'm usually in that game. Love that. And Chris, what about you? What's exciting you right now in or out of Marriott? Yeah, you know, I think specific to Web3, you know, we've been giving a lot of thought to sort of the implications for loyalty. And, you know, loyalty travel programs are, you know, ubiquitous and have been around for 40, 50 years at this point. But really, I think this is the inflection point with these types of technologies, specifically around blockchain and NFTs, um, and then how loyalty programs can really change the dynamic of, of, of the relationship with customers. And, you know, historically, a lot of those programs have been transactional. They've been about earning points and redeeming them and not really about loyalty, right? It's like, I feel something. Loyalty is a feeling. It's, it's not just a transaction. And, and I, I really think like the role of gamification that, that, that can be embedded into the loyalty construct is, is, is with NFTs and the way that, that those can be used, the, the sort of concept of customer ownership, you know, how that plays a role in this, um, the role of trading and the way, way the, even the role of blockchain in regards to sort of actually undermining actual loyalty currencies. And certainly there's been some movement, Starbucks done some interesting things in this area. And, and for me, I think that is super exciting um, because I personally, having worked in, in travel for so long, have always wanted to sort of unlock the secret around loyalty beyond reason, right? It's like, I'm loyal to this brand for reasons I don't even fully comprehend. And I think Web3 technologies will allow us to create a completely different dynamic in how customers um, interact with us um, from a loyalty perspective. Um, when, you know, you think about leaderboards and people being able to compete against each other and who's the first person that can experience all as of last week, 31 of our brands. And, and, and that really gets me excited. And we're doing a lot of thinking about that right now. That's awesome. Uh, where can our listeners go to keep up with you and everything going on at Marriott? 
Well, LinkedIn is always a good place to start, and uh, Facebook is is my preferred uh, uh, social platform. So you can you can find me there uh, very easily, Chris Norton Marriott, and uh, happy to connect with anybody who's interested in some of this. Terrific. Well, I hope to see you at the Duran Duran Metaverse concert, and uh, one day I fully expect to be attending a film premiere of yours in the Metaverse. So, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Nicolette, Chris, what a delight to chat with both of you today, and it's really exciting to to see such thought leaders and such a global brand on the forefront of Web3. So thank you both very much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank that- you, Randy. That was Nicolette Harper, Vice President of Global Marketing and Media at Marriott, and Chris Norton, Senior Vice President of Marketing Channels and Optimization at Marriott, with a great chat about how global brands are really thinking about this new, exciting space and uh, safe, fun, exciting ways to get in at the forefront. You're listening to Crypto Cafe with me, Randy Zuckerberg. Tune in next week for a brand new episode.